Are you a teacher who's feeling stressed out and overwhelmed? Do you worry that you're feeling symptoms of burnout? (laughs) Or are you sure you've already gotten there? Have you started to dream of doing some other kind of job or perhaps pursuing a whole different career, but you don't know what else you're even qualified to do? You don't know how to start a job search? You just feel stuck? If that sounds like you, I promise you're not alone. My name is Kitty Boytnot. I'm a career transition and job search coach, and I specialize in helping burnout teachers just like you deal not only with the stress and overwhelm of your day-to-day job, but to consider what other careers might be out there waiting for you. Join me for Teachers in Transition. In some episodes, I'll be speaking to stress management techniques and how you can manage your stress on a day-to-day basis. In other episodes, I'll be talking about career transition. What tools do you need to be successful in a job search when you're moving from one career into a totally different track? These are questions that you need answers to, and I can help you find those answers. My name is Kitty Boytnot. Welcome to Teachers in Transition. Welcome back. This is episode 47 of Teachers in Transition. My name's Kitty Boytnot, the owner of Teachers in Transition and Boytnot Coaching. And I'm going to be talking today about the importance of doing research and asking for informational interviews when you are considering making a career change. Now, I coach teachers who are ready to make a career change change, a pivot in their career, away from education and into other lines of work. And one of the things that I cannot stress enough that they do, and if you are in the midst of a career change or looking for a job, I'm going to suggest the same for you. I cannot underemphasize enough or overemphasize enough the, the need for you to do research about the job the company, the industry that you are thinking of transitioning into and finding first-person help in understanding exactly what the job entails, what the company is like to work for, and or what the industry trends might be. So how do you do research? Well, you start out by going to our uh, ever-present best friend, Google, or whatever search engine you happen to use, and start there. You can do online research around different kinds of jobs that you might be interested in, um, different companies that you might be interested in working for, and different industries that you think you might be interested in pursuing. But you have to know how to do the research. Too many people, and this is, I don't think, just teachers, People tend to scan job descriptions. They don't read them. They don't read for understanding even. They just scan. They look for terms that jump out at them that they go, oh, yeah, I think I could do that. Oh, yeah, I know how to do that. Oh, I could learn how to do that. And then they apply for the job and wonder why they never hear back. And one of the reasons that they never hear back is that they're not qualified for the job because they didn't bother to pay attention to the things that they can't do that are in that job description, the things that they might have trouble learning to do, 
that are in that job description. So learning how to read a job description is probably a fundamental key to doing research when it comes to researching different kinds of jobs. The job description will outline to the nth degree the skills that a person needs to have in order to be able to do the job, the kind of background that is required, what kind of experience, what kind of education is required. And if you miss key components of those requirements, you're not going to be considered a viable candidate. Now, the requirements may be different from preferred requirements. So you need to to distinguish between what is listed as a requirement as opposed to what may also be an addendum, preferences, preferred experience, preferred education. But if you don't at least meet 80% of the requirements, I would suggest that you save your time. And if you don't know how to determine whether you're an 80% fit or not, now 80% is high. It, you need to be at least a 60% match. So how do you determine that? Well, you use a, a handy little tool called JobScan, where you can go to jobscan.co. I'm not an affiliate, so I get nothing in commission from sending you to that site. But that is a terrific place for you to go to plug in your resume, plug in the job description, and bing, bang, boom, within seconds, you know whether you are a fit for the job or whether you are missing key elements in your resume that are specifically listed in the job description. Jobscan.co, I'll mention it in the show notes. You need to take a look. The other thing that you need to do besides learning how to read the job description is to pursue setting up some informational interviews with people who are already working in the job that you're interested in, who are already working for the company that you're interested in, or at least people who are involved in the industry that you're interested in, so that you can learn more about what the job entails, what the the culture in the company is like, and what the industry trend is doing? Is it on an upward trajectory for the next 10 to 15 years, or is it already peaked and perhaps going down? You need to know these things as you plan for your short and long-term future. Regardless of the specific job that you're looking for, you need to pay attention as well to the industry that you are looking to enter. So how do you set up informational interviews, especially if you don't know anybody right off the top of your head who has the job that you think you're interested in or works in that company or is in that industry? Well, you go to LinkedIn. LinkedIn is always your friend when you are looking for a new career or a job change. So you start creating connections on LinkedIn. You look for people who have as their their uh, job title, the kind of job you're looking for, or who work for the company that you're interested in or work in the industry that you're interested in. So you can do a search for people in your area who have those criteria. 
you want to send a custom message to them asking them to connect. And if they do connect with you before you hit them up for a favor as far as getting an informational interview with them, establish a little bit of rapport. Um, Send them an article that you think they might be interested in or um, you know, ask them in an email through LinkedIn, you know, what's it like to work for your company? And if they respond, then that can lead to other kinds of interactions. What you ultimately want to go for in an informational interview is to invite someone for coffee and ask them about what is it like to work in that company what are your specifics, uh, duties and responsibilities? What, what kinds of activities do you do on a day-to-day basis in that job? And what do they think the industry's outlook might be? Are they happy doing what they're doing or are they also looking to make a change? If someone tells you, you know, I've been doing such and such a job for the last 10 years and I'm looking for a change too. Maybe that's not a red flag. Maybe it is. You need to ask more more questions, find out more about what it is that that person is not liking that they're ready to make a change. So do use LinkedIn to help you to connect with people and then do invite them to ask them for information. Now, remember, this is an informational interview. It's a little bit of a misnomer because you are interviewing the other person for information. You are not interviewing yourself for a job. And if you're engaged in an informational interview, I recommend that you not hand the person your resume right off the bat. That's not what they're there for. They're there at your request to offer information. They're doing you a favor. So please don't take advantage of that by shoving your resume at them first thing. In fact, I wouldn't take the resume in with you at all. If you want to have a copy in your car so that if they ask you for your resume, oh, yeah, I've got it. It's out in the car. Then, Then you're not being presumptuous. You can go get it. Hand it to them at their request, but only at their request. The informational interview is about you as a job seeker, career changer, person looking for a new direction in your professional life, seeking information from someone who is already in the job that you think you're interested in, already working for the company that you've considered you might like to work for and already knows information about the industry that you have an interest in pursuing. You're not there to answer their questions about you unless they think to ask them. And at the end of the informational interview, if they don't ask you for your resume, don't offer it. Don't ask them for a recommendation or a referral. Just thank them for their time. Be sure you don't abuse their time. If you've asked them for 20 minutes of their time, don't go over 20 minutes unless they indicate that they're having a good time and they don't mind answering your questions and you've developed a decent rapport. And you can tell usually most people 
can tell if they're engaged in a conversation that feels like a natural back and forth. You hit it off or you don't. If the person asks for questions and um, if the per sorry about the phone, if the person asks questions and you sort of get the ball rolling and suddenly 30 minutes have gone by and they haven't looked at their watch or indicated that they're ready to move on, then keep the conversation going if you feel like it. But don't abuse their time, their goodwill, their willingness to meet with you uh, and to talk with you. Now, if they can't meet you for coffee, ask them if they'd be willing to talk to you for 10 minutes on the phone. Uh, because what you're looking for is information. Is this really a direction that you want to go in? Is the job what you think it is? Because sometimes job titles don't actually describe what the job entails. It's part of your research when you're starting out fresh as a job seeker or a career changer, you need to know what you're looking for. So job, job descriptions may not do it for you. Job titles may not tell you anything. You need to talk to somebody who has firsthand knowledge and, and has information that they might be willing to share with you about what that job entails or what it's like to work for that company or what the trend for that industry is. So, that's it for do your research. When you are looking for a new career, new job, a, a new job direction, when you are in the midst of a job search, don't overlook the important step of creating a research plan that will help you to refine your search in such a way that at the end of the day, it will save you all kinds of time and money because it will shorten your search. If you are flailing about and applying here and there and everywhere for every kind of job, whether you really understand what it entails or not, you're in for a lot of disappointment, a lot of heartbreak, and a lot of wasted time and effort. So create a more direction-focused search by learning up front what the job entails. You may decide... That's not what I thought it was, and it's not what I want to do. And be done with that particular direction instead of going down one rabbit hole after another. And informational interviews can help you to become more laser-focused on what it is that you want to do. can help you to eliminate options as well as to consider adding other options. So that's it for today. Uh, I'll be back next week. In the meantime, if you have any questions, comments, thoughts, please Email me and let me know what uh, is on your mind with related to your career change or job search. I'm here at kittyboytnot at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. So there you have it, an episode of Teachers in Transition. I hope you enjoyed the information and I hope you'll plan to come back. Please subscribe to Teachers in Transition so that you can be alerted of future episodes. And let me know if you have any questions or topics that you would like me to specifically cover in a future episode. I'm more than happy to help with individual questions as well. So email me at kittyboytnot at boytnotcoaching.com. If you are interested in finding a new career or just 
enjoying your life more. This is the place to start. I'm Kitty Boytnot, and this is Teachers in Transition.